This was pre-CK masturbation humor. <laughs> yeah. So today we're going to have post-CK masturbation humor? No. About Amanda. No more. <laughs> Amanda's going to make some poor schmo watch her masturbate. <laughs> poor, a poor schmo watch her feed the geese. <laughs> yeah, I fucking forgot about that. <laughs> Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so uh, wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park Podcast 91. Welcome, cousin, to the park. Wow. Wow. I didn't know we were doing a musical episode. Welcome to Amanda. Hello. Even though you're going to leave in 20 minutes and abandon us. Sorry. Chelsea. Hi. Welcome to the trailer park. Stop doing that. Fuck face. (laughs) (laughs) It's intern Nathan. Don't fuck up my name. That was the first time you ever sang in key. That was the first time you ever sang in key. Are you sober? (laughs) I'm so drunk. I'd like to flog the geese on this cast right now. Flog the geese? Well done, intern, and yes, everyone, welcome to Trailer Park Podcast, episode 91. Uh, the theme of tonight's episode is uh, cleaning up our act and making amends. Well, oh, no. What? Yeah. All right, I'm going to start having to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? With, first, the singing wasn't informed. Where's the show notes? Cleaning up our act? Is that even possible? Well... Uh, There's going to be some more uh, divulged in a few moments about that, but uh, first we have to go through our regular rigmarole, and the regular rigmarole is uh, where we briefly discuss the the nuances of the number of the episode and possibly make a few jokes about it. So uh, 91, please, everyone, go ahead. 91, well, we're one year in to the, like, best six years of grunge music. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, When I was younger, I once dated someone who was born in 1991. Oh. It was inappropriate then. It's inappropriate now. It's well, true. Well, it was illegal then. Lines up. It's inappropriate now. <laughs> but you got away with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the important part. Then we make a blunt transition into the sexual position uh, for it the episode. It's always very blunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't yeah. it in a, a continuation from last? Yeah, it was. Last week, right? Oh, there was a 90 and a 91 proposed? Yeah. Yeah. If you can get away with outer course without waking your partner, that's a 90. They wake up, it's a 91. Mm-hmm. I thought they, a 91 was just feeding the geese because the nine is kind of the guy bent over, right? Feeding the geese. And then the one is just the person watching. Well, we can take it there. If you want to do the creepy detective as a 91, <laughs> we could definitely do that. That's where you just simply, you just sort of frog hunch over your sleeping girlfriend and finish. Fro- frog hunch. <laughs> Isn't that more of a squat? No, yeah, no, it's a frog punch. 
Right, but when, if she wakes up, you want her to know what you're doing. You don't want her to mistake it for taking a dump. That's a whole different thing. We're not even going to get there until we hit 121, so don't even get me started. But yeah, yeah we'll go ahead with the creepy detective. So you, you want to throw a trench coat on to really, really bring that character home. Well, if I'm supposed to know what you're doing, why are you hiding your body? I, well, it has to, not hiding it, but you have to be in character. You have to be hunched over. It has to be as unattractive as possible. Uh, think the man in the cell in Silence of the Lambs that like flings. Mm. Right. Can we throw in some fluorescent um, or rather illuminated uh, contact lenses? Yeah, or even better, just like a, a blinking, inconsistent, inconsistent, uh, incandescent light bulb okay. swinging. All right. And then as you as you come, you have to do the Willem Dafoe. Or just do the end of our intro song. Oh, my God, it's coming. Oh it's coming. Right. Okay, no, wait, wait, back on track. Back on track. Uh, making amends, cleaning up our act. Right. Okay. We're not doing so good so far. <clears throat> uh, it's time for some true facts. I love true facts. I love facts. <laughs> I, lo- I love true facts. You guys love facts. Back me. I love facts. I only want true facts. I love fuckers. I love facts. You two fuck faces need to give me some fucking facts now. In turn, give me some facts. Back blast me. Fuck me. I'm gonna fuck you all over your face. Blast with facts. <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, since since he's in town with you, you guys should just done that live. That that was live. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get this. Uh, the director of the Batman has revealed who his first choice is to be Batman. Who I think we it? all know who this is. Affleck. No. Oh. Keep guessing. What? Hey, Jake. Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. That's correct. Jake Gyllenhaal, first choice for. Uh, director Matt Reeves uh, in the reboot of The Batman. He's too pretty. Yeah, I agree. So does this mean that uh, when he puts through a performance and this is part of the DCEU, you will then not like Jake Gyllenhaal because he'll be part of something that is atrocious? Well, I don't consider the uh, Batman standalone films to be a part of the DCEU. In fact, the whole cinematic universe thing is kind of... Uh, it it's, I, think it's, I think it's more up your ass than it is up anyone else's on this this cast i think the most important thing here is that it was just recognized that uh, jake gyllenhaal is um what 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 did you ladies say it's too gorgeous too pretty too pretty to be batman yeah. too pretty to be batman yeah. so they acknowledge too his physical prissy. attractiveness no so like, he's he's gonna be a good bruce wayne like, then among like 20 other uh generically appropriate choices yeah dale, dale come on what are you doing I want to see Al Kilmer return to this role. Yes. <laughs> Big <laughs> overweight. Was like, should Michael Keaton be the Batman? And I said yes. <gasps> oh, aged Batman. An aged Batman. Batman. That'd be cool. Anyone who didn't see Logan can't can't promote that because that means you didn't care about old Wolverine. So what makes you think you care about old Batman? Huh? Maybe Hugh Jackman should be old Batman. All right. This is this. this is how the DC EU. I don't know why it's not just DCU. Um, gets to this is where they should sort of make themselves stand out as separate from Marvel is that they should be taking wacky chances like that instead of trying to make these big powerhouse blockbuster knockoffs they should just have old Batman let's do bizarro timeline on this character 
let's go to the bizarro world. What if it damages the franchise and you can no longer make a billion dollars a movie? What then? What about that one where like the aliens take over all the superheroes or they have to fight their doppelgangers? Yes. DC should be doing what if movies. <laughs> Remember like the what if comics? <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Get this. The Spice Girl reunion in 2018 is being ruined by, by Posh bitch. Spice. Posh, what a posh bitch. It's true. It's true. Is that just part of the marketing? It's true. She doesn't need it. Hey, her last name's Beckham. Yeah, you know? I know. She's busy with being beautiful. And yeah. eating sashimi. Yeah. Do you guys know that Beckham has a YouTube thing where people can watch him sleep for a subscription fee? How much? Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm starting one tomorrow. It's nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. You're going to call it feed, intern feeds the geese? Yeah. A 91 over the feed. Yeah. yeah what exactly. Did, what did yeah. you, what did you jerking off to it for years. <laughs> what, did, what did Daniel call it? The creepy detective? Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. I'll be in frog stance. Awesome. Great. All right. All right. Get this. Jennifer Lawrence and Darren Aronofsky have, have broken up. Yeah. Oh, wow. Who's surprised there? I, I think I predicted that halfway through did, the watching Mother. Did you watch Mother? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, big. It, if okay, so it asks, it begs the question: If Mother had been a critical success and everybody celebrated it, and it was like a ninety-nine percent on Rotten Tomato, and everybody freaked out constantly, and it was dubbed as possibly the best horror movie of all time, are they still together? Uh, did you watch Mother? It, can, can you can you go to bed and be like, this is the the mind of the man he's that doing, I'm married to? He's doing a what if comic. You just see, like, a, just a, a, a repeat, like a gif of a toddler's neck snapping. <laughs> what? That was in the movie. They snapped the, the toddler's neck. Oh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, they'd still be together. I because she would owe him. Stress, yeah. I guess we'll have to just wait for the next woman to ask herself. Are you Nazi? So creepy. <laughs> Daniel, it's time for the Q&A. Daniel. There are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. <laughs> okay, it has been brought to our attention that Sad Sack Human Resources has listened to some of our recent episodes. Uh, their feedback was apparently filled with concern over possible misconduct. <laughs> Uh, they are asking <laughs> that we do some training on air uh, in an effort to remind us of the foundations and values that this podcast is built on, and that behaving like a gentleman or a lady is just is not just an art form here at Trailer Park Podcast. It's policy. Yeah, we didn't we didn't want to bring it up at first, but there have been some allegations against the intern. <laughs> not to name anybody specifically, but the intern is gross. <laughs> yeah. I keep telling myself that all the time. <laughs> Inappropriate touching. Uh, the initiative uh, is called GROW. Uh, Gentlemen Respectfully Overcoming Wrongdoings. Mm. For this, for this roundtable discussion, we may choose one of the multiple choice responses or provide our own answer as a group. Uh, number one, a peasant girl walks up to you and says she is cold. Do you, A, turn her away because she is a peasant? Peasant? Provide her with one of your furs from inside, uh, invite her inside where the two of you will be alone, or beat her because she is a peasant. What uh, century is this in? Oops. I would take off my pants and give them to her. Okay. After you trapped her inside. 
Well, it's grow, intern. Uh, uh, no, turn her away. Gross. Peasant. <laughs> uh, human resources is suggesting uh, option B, uh, providing her with one of your furs from inside. Of course, you don't want to invite her inside where the two of you will be alone because that's inappropriate and can lead to accusations. Uh, turning her away because she is a peasant is an elitist comment, Daniel. That's an elitist. Right, well, if she wants to suck my dick for some fur, that's fine. This... <laughs> And of course, beating her because she is a peasant, also elitist, and actually very aggressive and inappropriate. Let's go to the next one. Okay. You'd have to care about her to beat her. So that's... <laughs> Jesus Christ. A man runs up to you and tells you that his village is being attacked. However, you are not wearing any armor and only have one sword. Do you run into battle with reckless abandon? Go and get your armor and weaponry first before coming to the village's aid? Tell the man that his village is not your problem. Or tell the man that you're going to go get your armor and then ditch. <laughs> uh, I would pull out my sword and run him through, then leave. Right. Yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> it, it's, well, I didn't think about that. It could be a trap. He could be trying to lure you. So you do have to protect yourself first and foremost so that you can continue giving aid to the uh, villages that actually do deserve it. Yeah, this is a classic like bait and switch. They get all the fighting age men to run out of the existing village to some goose chase. They show up. Everyone's already dead. They come back. Everyone's dead. Isn't this literally from First Night, yeah. a classic film? So yeah. <laughs> that peasant girl is dead. What would happen is uh, I would run him through, take his fur, and give it to the peasant. Ooh. Ooh. Solving multiple problems, Secu- which is securely locked, of course, in your cottage. Right. <laughs> you know, I think I think Sad Sack HR would actually accept that answer, especially if it is proven after the fact that he was uh, duplicitous in nature. The man crying uh, for help with his village. If he found out after the fact that he was actually trying to get the village's help and the village burned down, everyone died, multiple women were raped and killed and children murdered, then, you know, there might be a follow-up on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, an unscrupulous king and an honorable king want to hire you. Uh, The unscrupulous king offers you a large sum of gold and a life of excess at his side, while the honorable king offers a life of service to your fellow man at a fair wage. Do you turn them both down? Wait and see if the Honorable King will sweeten his offer. Accept the Honorable King's offer and live a life in service to your fellow man. Or play them against each other. Assassinate them both and take control over both of their kingdoms. Oh, dude, getting out wow. of me. Yeah, that was the Daniel response. <laughs> <laughs> Stole it from him. Yeah. HR is suggesting that mm-hmm. living a life in service to your fellow man or woman is speaking Boring. directly to the foundations and values that, that's right, that this podcast Podcast is is built on. on. Yes, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Why were there no feeding the geese options? And why couldn't I take the evil king's offer? Well, you can, well, as per the instructions, you can propose your own response, right? Yeah, which king is more susceptible to sex stuff? (laughs) Christ. Also, I feel like they're all connected. I feel like the woman peasant, she's like the honeypot bait, right? <laughs> she does a little bit of recon, gets inside of your house, lets everyone know how much there is to steal. <laughs> then in comes the, oh, the sad man, my family, my family, they're being burnt and, and raped and tortured. We need all military age men to swiftly get up and take <laughs> arm and come help. And uh, then, of course, the good king, quote unquote, good king comes in. Oh, look at all of this tragedy. Well aware of the scam that's in place. Just scrumming it. And then... (laughs) 
And then he tricks you into a life of servitude. Uh, unscrupulous king, for sure. Because I'm going to take everything that he's got, and if he turns on me for a second, I'm going to kill him. You're going to Robin Hood him. You're gonna, I'm going to cut your just, heart out with a spoon. Just say you're going to take, take from him and give to the poor, and HR will find what you just said manageable. I'll make a deal with the good king that I'm going to rob the bad king blind, and he's going to pretend to like not be aware of it, and we're going to move everything over to the good kingdom. Nice. Okay. Well, stay tuned in the future for more pop quizzes from HR in an effort to remove some of the filth from this podcast to keep us focused on our core values. I don't think any of that's really related to the filth, though, that we spew on this show. I mean, that's all about, like, protecting other people and being nice. Well, we're trying to get we're trying to target the foundations of our of our values where we're trying. We just talk a lot about sex stuff. Yeah. I feel like if they want to do anything, they should just be like, you guys can no longer talk about fluids. Of any kind, not even drinking. But then you would creatively find a way to refer to things in a different fashion that is still equally as filthy. We need to get at the foundation of the core values. Yeah, that would just make things moist. Based on this quiz, I think we're still allowed to talk about masturbation. Mm, For sure. Yeah. All right, well, a few few hot-button topics. Stay tuned for the intern feed. Jesus Christ. Oh, the intern right. feed. Well, a few, a few quick hot-button topics presented by our lineup tonight. Uh, if you found yourself working in a secret government lab and had an opportunity to steal something that could change your life forever, would you do it? I, I need more information. Working in a secret government lab, opportunity to steal something that could change your life forever. In a good way? In a good way, in a bad way. Yeah, that, like, that, that, that's like one of those like monkey paw situations where you're like, yeah, absolutely. And they're like, oh, the thing is, is that you just grow hair forever out of this one spot on your body. That's how it's changed. Your it, de- life changed it definitely. Forever. Okay, here's here's the answer. It feels like it's going to be a positive change when you do it. Yeah. I can't speak to whether it will yeah. be in the end, but I can tell you that it will feel like the right decision and a positive impact when you when you decide to steal it. Yeah, like you grow like a second dick or something. Well, that's... Mm. <laughs> Woo! Very great, great ladies. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with like rapid and permanent change. So, no. I say no. Daniel? That's smart. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. How, what are the chances, though, that you get a second dick? <laughs> seems, seems unlikely. Especially if it's a monkey paw situation. And then you're like, oh, I want it altered. I want my life altered forever. And like it takes away your existing dick. So it's very high. I don't know what to do in this dick or don't dick situation. So you would or you would not? It all comes down to the dick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say I probably would. Yeah, why not? You would? Okay. Let's just uh, play this clip here. Daniel like, has like a very deep hatred of thieves and shystery people. And so even though this is a completely fictitious, ridiculous movie, he like acts like Morty is a real person and just <laughs> can't let go. <laughs> openly disgusted by Morty. Morty is disgusting. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, people who steal things, right? They're uh, sleazeball. Yeah, they're sleaze. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> gotcha. <laughs> uh, you just made Nathan's like weak. <laughs> He said he would steal something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought the sadness. Is that very gentlemanly behavior? Is HR going to be pleased about that? Well, yeah. It seems like a backfire on the whole lesson. Well, I guess, I guess. <laughs> oh, in, I know you're right. No. In context. You failed sad sack today. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, why did you say yes? I thought I was going to get a second dick. <laughs> yeah. There was. There was a it promise. It was taking it for myself. I wasn't stealing it from the rest of humanity. Everybody can have a next dick. Wouldn't bother me. What about you guys? Would you steal it? Chelsea, would you steal it? Yeah. Yeah. Intern? 
Um, don't care. Okay. Yep. Uh, number two. That's if, it? Wait, we don't get to... He's like, the second one be bigger, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm looking to downsize. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> no, give me like a really pathetic one. I want like a hilariously small one so the other one looks better. Oh, my heart. <laughs> I'm looking for like the, the overnight the overnight penis. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. small one, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. That's it? That's it, Chelsea said? What, do you want it? No, I want to know what we... Wait. I thought that you were going to reveal what we stole and why we no. were right to steal Yeah, it. what is it? Is it an extra vagina no. or an extra dick? It's just... It's just. I don't want an extra vagina. It's a question that's brought up because of the headliner tonight. There's a similar situation that a character's faced with, and, and that's... Um, that's it. He just wanted to catch Daniel in except, his thievery. Oh, that's the point. Yeah, in, in The Shape of Water, she has to choose um, whether or not to take a, a being... You know. I did not know that movie was about that he had two dicks in there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. All right. All right. Uh, if people started dying whenever they came near you, what would you do? Well, I hate to bring this up again, but feeding the geese seems like the right option. <laughs> I mean, would you isolate yourself if everybody within a certain radius of you just fell over and died? Are they peasants? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seriously, would you isolate yourself? Would you commit suicide? Would you become a supervillain? What? Ooh. People just started dying around you? Yeah, within a specific radius. Say within Everyone? Like, say within like 20 feet of you. If anybody came within 20 feet of you, they just immediately went, uh, 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 and fell over and died. Oh, but you're like, okay. Yeah, you're fine. But everyone who comes near you dies. Would you go walk through a liberal protest? Like, what would I'll you do? I'll see how that's going to be. <laughs> I guess you'd, uh, you'd become okay with necrophilia. Right. Ooh. You're going to have to. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, that's the first thing I thought too, yeah. <laughs> what? It's the first thing that came to your mind was fucking dead people? How will how are you gonna have sex with anybody if they can't stay alive if they get within twenty feet of you? He just said you feed the geese. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, what? Daniel, that was my second thought. Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. All right, fine. Uh, Supervillain all the way, of course. All you have to do is just go for a jog and you can fucking annihilate people. <laughs> have you ever gone for a jog? <laughs> but I surround myself with dead bodies. I never had a reason to leave the house before. Wow. I right. caused that much kind of carnage and the potential of a second dick. <laughs> no, we need no. to let that go. All I right. feel like uh, every time I walked into a room, I'd just say, I see dead people. Mm-hmm. And then everyone falls down. Yeah. yeah. And then Zack Snyder finishes the editing touch on that scene. Oh, jeez. That was bad. All right. <clears throat> oh, I just like cleared my throat into the microphone. Good mm-hmm. job. Amateur. Oh. No, no cough buttons here. All right. Uh, okay, final one. Uh, if a teacher punishes you with detention, quote unquote, in the basement of the high school, he is A, a pedophile and or has the last name Kruger. Uh, B, putting you to work cleaning out an area of the school that contains possible vermin and or asbestos. Or C, purposefully putting you in the same room as a magical video game that sucks you inside of it and turns you into Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh God, that's terrifying. Okay, well, I know one of our line of movies tonight. You know two. Yeah, we already... The Shape of Water. I already forgot about that. <laughs> you, didn't, you said you didn't know that it was about dicks. Two dicks. <laughs> what was the question? You see how, how phallic... Dwayne's name is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Duh. Dick. Dwayne. Yeah. Sex. The Rock. Hard. Hard as a rock. Dwayne Hard as a Rock Johnson. Does he have kids? I really thought he was gay. Yeah, he has kids. He has one, like, 17-year-old daughter or 
she might be older and uh, yeah, that's pregnant. That's the one you have before you like commit to being gay. Pregnant girlfriend. Recently pregnant girlfriend. Proving that he's not gay. Oh, well, yeah. Just Maybe he was forced. No doubt she's pregnant. Although, you know. Well, he's deep, deep in Vin Diesel. We've, we've already seen. If you try to, if you try to enter into the, into the gay world now, they, they sometimes reject you. Yeah, poor Spacey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, good feedback tonight, everybody. Gonna gonna play the battle cry here and get us ready for our lineup. Uh, headliner tonight is is of course mentioned uh, the the shape of water. what it sounds like when the intern feeds the geese okay the shape of water daniel is that our headliner tonight (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's about dicks yeah it's about two dicks yeah (laughs) the shape of water here we go If I told you about her, the princess without voice, what would I say? Clean that lab, you get out. This may very well be the most sensitive asset ever to be housed in this facility. You may think that thing looks human. Stands on two legs, right? But we're created in the Lord's image. You don't think that's what the Lord looks like, do you? This creature is intelligent, capable of language, of understanding emotions. looks at me, he does not know how I am incomplete. He sees me as I am. The natives in the Amazon worshiped him. Mother God. Get him out. What are you talking about? No. You need to take it apart, learn how it works. I don't want an intricate, beautiful thing destroyed. We can do nothing. I'm sorry. Don't do this, Eliza. What is she saying? Don't do this. Oh, God, it's not even human. If I told you about her, what would I say? I wonder.
Hi, Nathan. The Shape of Water, worried or excited? I'm going to go out on a limb and make a very bold prediction that we are looking at the best picture of 2017. What? And quite possibly the best actress of 2017. And I'm very excited. This movie looks like it has extreme depth and just massive attention to detail. And Daniel, you know how I feel about execution. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited here. And I also would like to mention that there is no mention of dicks in the trailer. There's no... Uh, I was looking pretty hard. He doesn't look like he has a dick. Yeah. There's, uh, there's no... Yeah. Nathan, can you tell us about your last experience watching Pacific Rim and how that relates to your decision here? It does? Uh, Pacific Rim? You mean when I got stoned and watched it and decided that I shouldn't watch that movie stoned? Yeah. Yeah. How does that relate to The Shape of Water? Well, it's the same director. Uh, yeah. So are you saying that Pan's Labyrinth isn't a good movie? Uh, Pan's Labyrinth Are you is saying that Pan's movies. Labyrinth is a bad movie, Andrew? It's one of my favorite movies. Are you saying that Hellboy is a bad movie? No, I'm saying Pacific Rim. Yeah. Which so, was his last here, movie. Take it. What about the one with ghosts and hats? His next yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's making a good, good statement there. But this is Michael Shannon. Okay, yeah. he looks like he's crushing it. And Richard Jenkins, and I forget what her name is, but she's going to win Best Actress. <laughs> Sally, French. She French. Sally Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, Octavia Spencer, Michael Stuhl, Stuhlbarg, the guy from Boardwalk Empire, and a serious man. And the guy from Six Feet Under also. And Doug Jones, known for playing things inside of suits, and also going to be, like the, the guy inside of the creature is going to be playing Nosferatu in the new Nosferatu movie. So, What's Nosferatu? Well, he's going to play Count Orlock. I thought it was Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, why don't we pass it over to Andrew so that he can... Uh, shit all over it. Shit all over it, I guess. Go ahead, buddy. I just recently watched a Creature from the Black Lagoon, oh. which had some of the most beautiful underwater shots and almost the whole movie shot underwater. And I really, really hope that Del Toro has a number of underwater shots because this looks like it's going to be... Probably one of the most beautiful movies to watch in in a long time. Uh, I'm super excited because of Pan's Labyrinth, and uh, I think this is going to be him coming back to Pan's Labyrinth with a nice creature feature that seems almost like Amelie meets creature. That's that is incredibly accurate. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm very excited. I think this might be the movie I'm most excited about this year. So basically, reciprocating what I just said, and you just had to be an asshole to me, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just, uh, it was either that or uh, feed the geese. Right, right. Mm. And God knows they're full. Okay, Amanda. Uh, she's excited from her. Okay. <laughs> okay, Chelsea. She's gone. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, to reiterate what everyone say, already said, it's going to be an awesome fucking movie. I'm super excited. This trailer actually makes me emotional a little bit. Tears. Are you okay? Your face. <laughs> Chelsea, are you okay? It's so beautiful and she's so well cast and the creature looks awesome and this is by far the best trailer the other trailers that are out there are trying to make it seem like an like an action movie and when they cut it that way it takes away all the heart so uh sad sack studios good job with the trailer selection i'll pass that along to the uh to the team to thank the, you yeah and yes, I've seen trailers for this movie for quite a while now. And I think we've mentioned it before on the show that the quality of this movie and the, uh, you know, honestly, I think in turn probably said it right with Amelie meets Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's very much the vibe that it has. And that's where a lot of its charm comes from. And it makes you wish that Universal would just give Guillermo 
the rest of the fucking monsters. Yeah. I would love to see him do Frankenstein and Dracula and Wolfman and the Mummy. And God, please stop with the way that they keep remaking them as they stand now. Because this looks like it's going to have some quality. I also get affected by the trailer. I even find myself going, Daniel, this is too much for you. But I still absolutely want to see it. Excited. Hmm. Awesome. Well, trailer number two tonight, Daniel, is uh, starring Jessica Chastain. (laughs) And it is called Molly's Game. Molly's Game. Here we go. I'm Molly Bloom. Do you know about me? I read your indictment after I got your call last night, and I bought your book. Do you understand that you are charged with operating an illegal gambling business? Are you taking me on as a client? I don't think I can convince my partners to take a flyer on the poke princess. If you think a princess can do what I did, you're incorrect. I'm getting that you don't think much of me, but what if every single one of your ill-informed, unsophisticated opinions about me were wrong? I'd be amazed. This is a true story, but except for my own, I've changed all the names. And Molly, my weekly poker game is moving to the Cobra Lounge. You'll help run it. I was in a room with movie stars, directors, and business titans. They were going all in, all the time. Thank you, Molly. This is for you. Thank you so much. I'm gonna stop paying you. my assistant. Fine. I'm not firing you. I'm just gonna stop paying you. You get paid once a week from the game. It doesn't seem fair. You're gonna stop paying me because I'm making too much money doing my second job, and if I say no, I'll lose both jobs because it doesn't seem fair? You don't have bargaining power here. You are unimportant. Do you know how many witches were burned in Salem? How many? None. They didn't burn witches. It's a myth. They hanged them. The humiliation had given way to blinding anger at my powerlessness. I wasn't gonna wait before I put a plan in place. I'll be hosting a game in this suite every Tuesday night. First buy-in, 250000 That's gonna make noise. Let's play. I spent eight years in Hollywood and two years in New York running the world's most exclusive and decadent man cave. Have you seen the other names in your indictment? Come on, Marty, just out deep into the Russian mob. Where are you? Your exposure's crazy. You got 2.8 million on the street right now. You're gonna get blown up. You managed to build a multi-million dollar business using not much more than your wits. I'm about to be charged in federal court. Well, nobody's perfect. There's a new offer on the table. Complete immunity. We hand over the hard drives. You've seen what's on those hard drives. Families, lives, careers will be ruined. Why are you in this alone? Where are the people you're protecting by not telling the whole story? I'll tell them everything they want to know about me. About me. That's it. Intern, Molly's game. Worried or excited? I think uh, Aaron Sorkin has proven that he is a fantastic screenwriter, and I'm really excited to give him the opportunity to direct for the first time, uh, because he's really only put out quality in his past, so I pretty much expect that right now. This looks like uh, Jessica Chastain will probably get a nomination also. Is this uh, ladies' ladies nomination night for trailers? Because it seems that way. Anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited to see Sorkin soar 
with directing. <laughs> you okay? Um, listen, this is a biopic. <laughs> yeah. And as a rule, I have to be worried about it. And even though the trailer looks like it's more event focused, which tend to be a little bit better. But the problem I have with biopics is that it spans too much time. They focus, they want to cram in like, oh, their entire life until they get old and end up, I don't know, in a jail cell hallucinating their daughter or some shit. And I'm like bored by it. I recognize that Jessica Chastain is crushing it. And that it looks like it's a high stakes, high, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a high stakes, high. Fuck, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Nathan. I'm worried. I'm really worried. Nathan? Well, I'm going to take a big steaming dump on this one. Um, what? Uh, well, first of all, Aaron Sorkin, uh, that, that feeding the geese that uh, the intern just did about Aaron Sorkin. Look. This man is not perfect, okay? He made The Newsroom. It's TV. Pretty weak-ass shit, if you ask me. Let's, but this is boy, a, mo- a movie podcast. Let's talk about movies. But it's a it's a biopic. Yeah, he's good so at writing. So as a rule, writing. you need to be excited. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm cautious. When I see Aaron Sorkin's name and that he's in full control of this, I'm like, whoa. He was in full control of The Newsroom. What? It's got Idris Elba in it. And it's the, got Jessica Chastain. Yeah, it's got Kevin Costner. And the well, news complained that Sorkin is too fast, and I noticed a measured meter yes. to this trailer. <laughs> oh, and and the fast talking know it all character that mm. she's playing. I don't see there being anything that challenges this person. She's just going to walk around uh, acting like she's smarter than absolutely everyone, and all of her big like too long monologue lines are going to be like just talking down to people the whole time. It's probably going to be based out of Idris Elba's office and they're going to be starting a interview for her to be his client and they're going to be doing flashbacks to her acting like she knows everything and conquering the world of this high-stake poker game and blah, 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 blah. And Doesn't then... that sound exciting, though? It sounds like uh, our conversations between you and me. You mean where I tell... I'm, I'm, I'm Molly? Yeah. Yeah, the way you guys always flashback to the more exciting part of your lives. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyway, there there's, there's no something exciting. there's something about this that's suspect. There's too much fast talking, too much know-it-all character bullshit going on. I'm uh, hey, sometimes Aaron Sorkin makes movies that I love because he wrote them and he had nothing like else what? to do with them. Like what? Like Moneyball, The Social Network. Oh, like Men. Moneyball and The Social Network? Are you fucking kidding me? He wrote them. He didn't have anything else to do with it. So you're talking about fast talking? That's a fucking script. Yeah, but he. I can't tell if you like or hate those movies based on your tone. <laughs> I love the social network and I love Moneyball. Uh, you, I know at Chelsea, I, I couldn't, oh. I couldn't glean. Oh, I don't give a shit. I'm just shocked that oh, he's that he's Nathan ragging on them. this guy and he makes two of Nathan's like favorite movies of all time. He watches Moneyball once a week. Uh, that's so not I'm true. Just, just writing that down. <laughs> I don't, that's not true. Uh, I think that Aaron Sorkin's a hit and miss, and I think uh, this movie might end up being good, but I'm going to be worried all the way till I decide that I like it. So, Yeah, I'll, oh yeah, I'm with you. I'm definitely not watching this in the theater. I might catch this on TV, and it may surprise me, but I couldn't put my finger on it until the very last frame of this trailer, and then it hit me what I was thinking of the entire time when we were watching it, which is Showgirls. There's <laughs> something about this movie that screams Showgirls to me. But like Wolf of Wall Street meets Showgirls or something. Yeah. Like that. 
Yeah, no, I get it. Showgirls is a masterpiece. Oh, Showgirls is like a, it's, I will say that there is a merit to Showgirls that people have yet to understand. But yeah, it does have that, like, I don't really understand this world and I'm going to, and I'm about to write about it in depth (laughs) sort of feeling to it. And I I can't, I can't something, I'm not convinced that Idris isn't uh, just a TV actor as much as I find him charming. And I don't, yeah, I'm worried. All right. Um, so, Daniel, in an effort to make amends um, tonight, because it is a part of the theme of Trailer Park Podcast 91, um, there will be two uh, horror fulcrums. I did notice there were six trailers. Uh, this is in an effort to make amends for uh, robbing you. <laughs> reiterate that real quick. <laughs> robbing you of the fulcrum from 90 by putting all the money in the world in its place. But... Is that really making amends? Because you're just adding a trailer. You're not replacing a regular trailer. That's kind of cheating. Oh, yeah. You're sort of shaking both our hands. Yeah. So this is, <laughs> shaking uh, both our hands. This is Academy season. Uh, trailers have to be watched. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, that's true. Thank you, uh, creepy detective. Okay. So the just first frog horror, position only. First horror fulcrum is Canadian dug deep on this one it's currently doing the film festival circuits it is about a guy and people are dying when they get within a specific radius of him it is called radius (laughs) that's where that question coming from (laughs) all right fair enough I need like that record scratch sound so we can play that intro song again for the next one. Uh, Radius. Here we go. What are we doing here? Walk that way. Stop! What the hell just happened? You moved. I didn't even know why I was doing it. Doing what? Killing them. It was like I was just sucking the life right out of them just by coming close. 911, what is your emergency? I need help. Can I have your name, please? Yeah, it's. Jesus Christ. Jake! 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 You can't take me out there, not without me. I have to go with them, we have to go together. You gotta get out of here, please! Just let me go! Both of you hear me, you're gonna die! No! Get out of here, please! No! You're not gonna die! Get on the ground! Don't! Get out of- it's not your fault. There's only so many times I can tell myself that. Okay, Daniel. Radius. Are you worried or are you excited? Well, I think we all saw that from the producers of Turbo Kid. (laughs) A little blurb that they threw in there. That caught my attention immediately. I think it even provoked a verbal response from me. Um, Yeah, that that, that said, I I didn't really need that because there's not really any sort of touch from the Turbo Kid feel that attaches itself to this movie. They feel like completely separate things. But I do appreciate that people with good ideas have taken interest in this because there is something here. And what's here is, I think, what I may have always wanted 
M. Night's Unbreakable to be. There's sort of a weird superhero, supervillain element to this movie that I pick up on that makes me think of Unbreakable, but I don't like Unbreakable, so I prefer this sort of approach to it, which is that even from the trailer, you get the understanding that there's a guy who, if anybody comes too close to him, they will die. And there's a woman who apparently seems to have some sort of protective bubble that prevents his power from overtaking her power and that he she needs to be close to him for him to be able to exist around other people at all. And the potential for the sort of interesting and creative chaos that that can cause, I think, is massive. And I get the notion from the feel of this movie that they're going to take advantage of some of those situations and that we didn't get privy to them because they're keeping them uh, to surprise you with when you actually go see it. So it doesn't look over the top brilliant, but I am most definitely going to say that I'm excited. All right. Chelsea, what do you think? Um, I agree with some of what Daniel said. I I kind of got the feel that it it's a little bit corny, like like when at the beginning when they kill the goat and she's like, "What just happened?" and he's like, "You moved." And then they have that almost too long pause with the elevated music. Um, I don't know. It it concerns me and I think I don't like the main actor, so in it, he seems like stilted. yeah, like serious guy. Yeah. He's serious guy. So, anyways, because of that, I'm going to say I'm worried. Well, Canada is involved in its production, so that might be the TV movie feel that you're getting. Yeah, TV movie feel. That's exactly what I'm picking up on. That's what happens when Canada's involved. <laughs> yeah, Canada's <laughs> it's a kind of our brand. <laughs> yeah, that's it is sort of their brand though, but that sometimes works in Canada's favor. To be honest, I think after taking a closer look at this movie, reading some of the feedback from the um, After Dark, like the Toronto. Uh, the Toronto Film Festival has an After Dark section, and this was a part of it. There's a lot of positive feedback about this movie. So I think just based on that, I think I'd like to see what it is able to do. I understand there are going to be shortcomings, so it's a measured excited. Mm. But I think I'm very interested to see what it's capable of pulling off within that um, limited uh, arena. And also, yeah, seeing the producers of Turbo Kid means absolutely nothing to me. Okay. <laughs> Yet. Oh, Intern. Canada. Um, the producers of Turbo Kid does mean nothing. Um, the, ho- the whole company that puts out these movies, the only good movie they've put out has been Turbo Kid. So until it says the directors of Turbo Kid, I don't think I'm really going to be excited. Saying that, I'm looking forward to watching this worried. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll, I'll accept that. Okay. It, it does look like they needed an extra $200,000 to put into it somewhere. Or put down like scaled it down Mm. there's a lot of different scenes in that movie it looks like they go through a lot of different Mm. places and uh maybe they stretch their budget a bit too far yeah i can't wait for the cops to like catch up to them and he's like no don't come close to me (laughs) (laughs) i like that shit i love i love watching bodies go limp like that that I hope there's like a cop chase scene where they just like keep getting too close to his car and then then their car all of a sudden just veers off the road That immediately made me think of that necrophilia response uh, from both of you earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I love, I love watching their bodies just go limp. What about uh, when he's on the phone? Like, is this why wireless? It no. travels across the phone because he's on the phone with that uh, dispatch lady, and all of a sudden he's like, "Hello," and the line's dead. The yeah, details... I get the notion that they're going to play with some some interesting uh, uh, angles on this concept. Maybe the details in the synopsis say fifty foot radius. That's really far. Yeah. That's like from you to the end of a bowling lane. Yeah, you'd knock those pins over limp. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great analogy. 
that's you kill so many people. And in fact, I don't think you, maybe the, the downside of this trailer is that he's being emotional about it at all at this point in his life. Unless this power just started in his late thirties, uh, he should have killed thousands of people. <laughs> well, it says it says he's also he says he's it's a he's an amnesiac. So I think he oh, does a memento part. Yeah, he doesn't know how long he's been doing it or who he's been doing it to. Or that he already killed the person responsible, but he's just continuing to do it because it's the only thing that gives him reason to live. And putting fucking tattoos on his butt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One day, it's I'll be a year old man in the Alien franchise. There's only so many times I can tell myself that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cheesy. <laughs> that's the Canada. That's the Canada coming up. Uh, yeah, but that's, uh, I don't know. I, I see that, and I still like it. <laughs> Okay, here comes the amends part. Daniel, your second fulcrum tonight is Attack of the Killer Donut. <laughs> oh, what is all this? What is that? What is that? What is that? Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! That gurgle at the end is awesome. <laughs> great, great on-the-spot montage, cousin. Attack of the Killer Donuts. Here we go. Can you hear that? Don't worry. This won't hurt a bit. Has contaminated the donuts and they've come to life. Have I seen what I think I'm seeing? The donuts are alive and mutated into killer donuts. Let's call the police. And tell them what? An army of killer donuts is on the loose? <laughs> Free donuts! Hi, Daniel. From the director of Avalanche Sharks and Transmorphers Fall of Man, Attack of the Killer Donuts. Worried or excited? There we go. I didn't even need you to tell me that filmography because I can tell right away that this lacks the heart of a low-budget movie that has organically failed and reeks of one that is meant to fail on purpose because it's trying to ironically take advantage of some sort of modern day fad on bad movies. And that explains it. Avalanche Sharks and Transmorphers, both of those movies are movies meant to immediately mimic the success of an actual blockbuster. And what makes it even more sad is that Avalanche Sharks is meant to capitalize on the success of Sharknado, which itself <laughs> is this kind of movie. <laughs> Just shocking and uh, just real. Yeah, that's that's why before there was a lot of talk about low budget this and Canadian this. And I'm like, no, horror has a much lower level. And this is it. 
it's too bad that they went with all CGI because had this just had a bunch of stupid ass puppet donuts with long teeth, it would have been more effective. But with everything being CGI, no one's reacting to anything and everything just looks empty and fucking awful. They're worried. No love for Pony Boy? Well, I honestly, that one cop until that scene where he starts throwing his baton stick around looks like he's the only one that's having any fun. Yeah. Well, but Pony then, Boy, uh, Pony Boy it was the, you know, he was the the uh, blunt, what is it, what do you call it, the bunt end of a terrible joke? Yeah. See Thomas Howell? The butt end. Well, he was Pony Boy. He was the main guy in The Outsiders. The Outsiders that had Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze and, and Emilio Estevez and Tom Cruise. And he and, wore that tiny towel. Right. But... <laughs> The point is, is that C. Thomas Howell was the lead. He was, and Matt Dillon was in it too. And he was the one that didn't get a fucking career. Everybody else had this amazing Hollywood career. And he just was in this shit all the time. Yeah, this is, and this, the worried for this is coming from someone that adores the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes franchise. Hmm. So let that opinion sit real heavy. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely worried about this. This looks like absolute garbage. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this is like trauma level right here. Is this, this is, looks than, worse than this trauma. This is trying to be trauma, which yeah. is it's, uh, that's Ooh. the pathetic part. Oh, pathetic, gross, awful, worried. Chelsea? What Daniel said. <laughs> no, nothing to add about the... Well, like, it yeah. would have been so much more effective if they used actual goop when they're shooting the donuts, but instead they seem to, like, just pixelize. Turn into nuts? Yeah, like, yeah. They, hmm. they... They don't seem to be using the jelly-filled donut... To their advantage. That's like the whole charm in this. The whole potential is lost. Yeah. You could use it as fake blood and goop and really capitalize and it seems like, yeah, it lacks heart and that's why it's yeah. going to be terrible. I think, yeah, failed opportunities. But they're also probably hung up on using the teeth in the middle. Yeah. Right. Do we put huge fangs around the donut anus or don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the jelly donuts would have to do something with the little hole on the side. And right? why are they flying around? Like, they don't have to be flying around like snow. Or when they're, they're bouncing behind that chick. As yeah. She and car. I was like, Ugh. oh, high knees running. Terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> you know, never have I been so excited to be worried about a movie. <laughs> You're, you're excited to be worried. I don't plan because on watching you, were this. unanimous, or this is going to be the one movie on these the two lineups that I don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that they seemed to have their own theme song. That was nice. Yeah, which sounds like a song that any one of us just made up on the fly. Yeah, we did <laughs> right now. Yeah, I'm on par with my intro tonight. <clears throat> watching the second fulcrum. <laughs> Trailer Park Podcast. Yeah. Nailed so it. Worried's all around for that ah, one. Eh? Hard. Trailer number uh, five, but in the four slot, is uh, starring Margot Robbie, another biopic, Chels. Uh, I. You'll like this one. I, comma, space, Tanya. I, Tanya, here we go. The haters always say, Tanya, tell the truth. There's no such thing as truth. Everyone has their own truth. I was the best figure skater in the world at one point in time. 
You call that a clean skate, for Christ's sake? Do not swear in front of the kids. I didn't swear, you cunt. You two fuck yet? We need to see a wholesome American family. I don't have a wholesome American family. You skated like a graceless bull dyke. I was embarrassed for you. My entire life, I've been told I wouldn't amount to anything. You know what? Maybe I would. Here. We also judge on presentation. Suck my dick. Okay, I'm even even the playing field. I know a guy shouldn't even be saying his name. Derek. The press wanted me to be the pile of crap. I never did this. What is going on? We're with the FBI. They know something. What can you tell us about Tanya Harding? I don't know a Tony Harden. <laughs> Aren't you her bodyguard? When I was a kid, did you ever love me? I made you a champion, knowing you'd hate me for it. That's the sacrifice a mother makes. He cursed me. America. They want someone to love. But they want someone to hate. Friggin' person bashes in their friend's knee. Who would do that to a friend? Stop that. <laughs> Chelsea, if you need to think it through and talk it out, you go right ahead, worried or excited. I do need to think it out because... It's a biopic. Just think Elizabeth. It no. is definitely a, a biopic. Elizabeth the comedy. It seems <laughs> like it spans a really long period of time, but I think they're doing it in a fun way with the interview style, which could be more engaging than just trying to do a linear enactment of her life. It's a playful, playful biopic. Yeah, now, it does seem me, fun. Let me help because I've seen a, a slightly differently constructed trailer for this. Yeah. The main focus of the movie is right around the actual events of the drama, but there's mild flashbacks that involve children, part, you know, little yeah. important moments in her life. It's a, bi it's a biopic event. Right. Playful. Which is... Playful. Playful biopic event. Yeah. And it looks like Margot Robbie is fucking killing it. Killing it. What? Could this oh be another God. Best Actress nomination? Jesus Christ. Shut your mouth, Andrew. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know what, a strong what the women. Academy does strong or does not do. I'm going to say excited, but if this movie fails me, I will never say excited about a biopic ever again. Oh, my God. This is... I'm going out on a limb. I've gone out on limbs before, and I've been disappointed. Throwing so. it down. Throwing it all in on Pink 20. Pink 20. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like that ultimatum. I'm actually just genuinely excited about this trailer, but I like that ultimatum, and I'm going to hop on board on that. Um, if this movie fails me, I as well will turn my back on biopics forever. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, because there is something fun about this, and this as a young person first sort of becoming aware of the greater world and all the drama existing in it. This is like one of my first big, you know, uh, scandals that I was aware of as a child. So I like, I know a lot about Tanya Harding uh, that, and I've even seen her like weird post all of this drama wedding day sex tape 
Uh, and Margot Robbie is... <laughs> Did you jerk off kill- to it? She's killing it. Did you jerk off to it? He fed the geese. I tried to. It's not long enough. <laughs> you do see a hell of a lot more than you thought you would ever see of Tanya Harding. That's for damn sure. Um, but yeah, Margot Robbie is killing it. She's she's doing she's done a great job sort of analyzing how Tanya Harding is, which is equal parts. Uh, I want to be a princess and I'll fucking kill you, which is <laughs> what makes her so interesting as a character. And it looks like it's all been done in good fun. Like everything's done over the top, uh, super stylized, hilarious. And then, of course, uh, what's her name? I know that the the older woman who plays her mother. Allison Janney. Yeah, she's a, that all of that looks, of course, hilarious. Time so, to give uh, her. Sorry. Time to give her an Oscar. That would yeah. be a Best Supporting Actress nomination. Oh, <laughs> this Oscar-laden lineup we have. To- wow. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna step in here because this movie make this this trailer makes me feel the same way that I feel when I get every green light coming out of downtown. Mm. Like when I'm trying to get home and I get every single green light and I don't have to stop at all. That's the way this trailer makes me feel. That's nice. The Goodfellas. Of figure skating. Shouldn't even be telling you his name, Derek. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everything about this is, and my analogy is everything about this is green light. Like, let's, Mm -hmm. everything about this is go. I mean, the casting looks amazing. Even though, even the guy saying Derek looks tip top, everything looks casted perfectly. They're breaking the fourth wall in a fun, silly way. (sighs) I don't see how the movie could fail. It could maybe not live up to our. Um, blown up expectations of how good it could be, but it definitely isn't going to be bad. So I think that we're safe for you guys to continue to entertain the idea of watching biopics in the future. I'm going to lay that down right now. And uh, I'm also going to start using that same ultimatum in other situations. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, I also want to add in here that if you had asked me my, like like a, two years ago, if you had asked me who I thought should play Tanya Harding in a movie, I would have told you Jamie Presley. Mm. And I think Margot Robbie does a great job impersonating Jamie Presley playing <laughs> Tanya Harding. <laughs> That's true. And uh, yeah. Do you know who Jamie Presley is, everybody? No. Yes. Uh, Jamie Presley is uh, the rich one from Mom sitcom. Oh, yeah. Very similar. Very similar look. She's funny, too. Joe Dirt's girlfriend. Poison or, Ivy. Wait, you know, she's in the uh, show. What's mm. it? My name is Earl. There, my name is Earl. There you go. Yeah, it's a something about that strained smile that, like, with the crazy in her eyes that's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pushing it over the edge. The extra yep. rouge on her forehead and <laughs> cheeks. This yeah. Is, <laughs> this is also a, uh, a blacklist script. So we're going to be playing blacklist on TPP right now. What? Uh, no, I'm kidding. What? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It is the writer of Kate and Leopold, which makes sense because Kate and Leopold's amazing. Oh my god. Oh shit. I back. Wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, and stepmom, I see in there. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. P.S. I love you. Yeah. Well, I just saw stepmom on TV. Hope I didn't mind. It. Floats. This looks like his first comedy. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, he's better at comedy than drama. You know, Let's go. You know what's the best part about this is what? that it has my favorite thing in movies, and that's dancing. But not only dancing, dancing on ice. Mm. How can you not be excited about dancing on ice? You've been cutting makeup and white trash onesies. Yeah. So oh. that, that means you're a you're a big Cutting Edge fan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge huge Cutting Edge fan. Daniel, Daniel, have you seen the Cutting Edge? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, I have. <laughs> and also just playing the Wizard of Oz soundtrack over a muted slap shot. Right. Are you worried or excited, intern? Come on. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, good. I think uh, we don't need him to continue talking. Daniel, you could just buzz at this. Jumanji. Also on the blacklist. Welcome to the jungle. Dwayne, hard as a rock, Johnson. Do I have welcome to the jungle? (laughs) I wish I did. 
Jumanji remake. Here we go. Wow, this is a fun group. Welcome to detention. Spencer, Bethany, Fridge, Martha. You're all here for a reason. Hey, person walking. You should be thinking about who you are and who you want to be. You'll have plenty of time to figure that out while you're cleaning out the basement. Are you gonna help or are you too pretty? I'm too pretty. Yo, what's this? A game for those who seek to find a way to leave their world behind. Jumanji. Pick a character and you're that person in the game. Which one do I pick? I don't think it matters that much. Oops, Finbar. Sounds like a badass. I'll be the curvy genius. Dr. Smolder Bravestone. Guess I'm Ruby Roundhouse. The rest of me. Oh my god. Fridge? Yeah, I'm Fridge. Who are you? It's me, Spencer. Who is she? Martha? Why am I wearing half a shirt and short shorts in the jungle? I think we got sucked into Jumanji and we become the avatars we chose. So that means Bethany? Oh, wait, Bethany? Don't look at it! <sighs> I'm an overweight middle-aged man. Well, I don't have my Claritin, and all I see around here is pollen. Well, I don't have a top two feet of my body. Damn, that is a man right there. Don't cry, don't cry. Don't cry, it's gonna be okay. This is a video game, which means we all have special skills. Whatever, run is so slow! That was so intense. I like can't even with this place. Watch your step in here. Maybe we're all in a coma. What? That old game machine must have elected you to us now we're all Oh my god! Ah! You better get in there and save her. I'm not gonna get in there. You get in there. I got a backpack on. You don't get in water with a backpack. Everybody knows that. Nathan, worried or excited about Jabanji? You don't get into a water with a backpack. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Okay, so a few things happening here. We have um, uh, people awkwardly being put inside the bodies of other people and reacting to it in a humorous and fun way. That should be entertaining. That should be solid. I don't see any reason to not be on board for this, really. It doesn't seem uh, like it's a straight remake of the original Jumanji, which is nice because we don't want it to offend the uh, grave of Robin Williams. Um, or the weird R-rated kids movie that the original Jumanji was. <laughs> right. Don't want to go back. Don't want to revisit that. Uh, I also am enjoying this new trend in the feminist uh, community where uh, as long as they make uh, comments about being dressed up and being uh, objectified, then it's okay to still have them dressed up and objectified. Right. Oh, God, these huge tits are so ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Uh, I also see the hippopotamus eating uh, Jack Black, so I'm going to suggest that there is a lives scenario where they have multiple lives, so they should yeah. be able to die a few times and come back. Yep, boop, boop, boop. Yep, boop, 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 boop. Yep. Uh, I like her Ruby Roundhouse kick. I think that was a lot of fun as well. This, this, this could be good. It's probably going to be disappointing. It's like when we watched the trailer for Baywatch, and we were all like, yeah, yeah, Dwayne could 
Dwayne could turn this into a franchise, sure. And then wah wah no. No, that one's that one's a no go. So this one could be a go. Uh, I think it probably has a better chance than Baywatch, and I'm tentatively excited. That's, that's a pretty fair answer. <laughs> Chelsea? Uh, this actually has one of my favorite caricatures or character types in it, and that's like the hot girl being put into like a fat, ugly dude's body. Oh, yeah, you're talking about Rob Schneider's The Hot Chick. Yeah, love that movie. I don't know why. It's so... Because it's you're cruel and you love putting a big hairy dick on women. <laughs> <laughs> No, it is funny. Though. It's funny. <laughs> but I don't know if this are movie you, is going to... Are you seeing the things that I'm seeing here, Chels? What? The no. writer of Spider-Man Homecoming, producer of Community and the Mindy Project. What are you doing yeah, right Jack now? Jack Black can't even right now. He can't even. Ah, uh, fuck. I don't know. Come back to me because I, I just love that character i think that's so funny that's funny. i think i oddly enough i fight i feel that i feel that everyone is accurate right now uh intern <laughs> um i think the best part of this is that uh ruby roundhouse kick which reminds me of a much better movie scott pilgrim fuck that's uh, and, such a uh, bad movie and i think that uh the curvy scientist is funny because it's a fat jack black but um uh, i'll say this my dad is so excited to watch this movie. Are you serious? <laughs> he's, he's never been more excited to see a movie, I think, in me watching trailers with him. So in that vein, I'm extremely worried, but, <laughs> but I'll be excited to see my dad's expressions throughout the movie, which I'm pretty sure I'll be seeing with him. And you don't get into the water with a backpack. I feel like he was holding his stomach laughing. Uh, so... <laughs> That's that's a thing though. That's a thing. Uh, he's like it's like army experience is coming back to him. He's like, you don't fucking get in the water with backpacks. True. Some of my yeah. some of my most some of the memories I'm most fond of are watching movies and listening to my dad get amused by certain parts in the movie. So I totally relate to that. I remember watching Castaway when it first came out at Christmas, and my dad was just losing his shit at at Tom Hanks talking to the volleyball. Mm-hmm. Like you awake? Like what? <laughs> Yeah. Ah, you guys are just confusing things more. You should me. just say you're excited. You know what, Nathan? What? I'm going to say I'm excited. Good. For the... Um, For okay. Fat Black? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to articulate whatever it means to like put someone who's the opposite of that into a different body. Like the scrawny kids, the rock. They, yeah. they did that. They paired them up really well. Avatar. I guess. I don't know. I'll or think you, of it later. You, 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 could say, you could say hard as a rock, fat, black, excited. I'm reluctantly excited, but only because you guys are forcing me to choose one or the other. I can't okay. even. So, hard as a rock, what Johnson, about Daniel? fat, black, excited. He already said excited, I think. Did you? No, no I haven't said anything yet. He hasn't oh. said shit. Oh, oh you uh, were no. just providing us with guidance. Yeah, I apologize. You're just being a gentleman. Yeah. Uh, and I have. I've also seen this trailer many times, and I do very much. I'm, I see. I'm with everyone in that. I appreciate them putting the uh, pretentious hot girl into Jack Black's body. You know, a lot of joke potential there. I do think that they sort of paired up the people well. And I also thought, you know, okay, because this could have been way worse than it appears to be doing a Jumanji remake. Not only because it's like it's it's not. I guess in modern. In modern day terms, it's not that close to the original to remake it, but I still feel like it is kind of. 
especially since the original is like such a weird movie. If you have not seen Jumanji in a while, go back and watch it. You're you'll be like, this is for kids. <laughs> um, so there's such something. There's definitely something tolerable and watchable about this, and I feel like this will probably be a pretty fun movie for people that are a lot younger than I am. I, but I'm actually going to take Nathan's exact words, but just fall on the other side of the line and say tentatively worried. If I'm wrong, so be it. You know Amanda's going to make you go see this. Yeah, and I forgot to see what her... Oh, she left a bunch of opinions here behind that I failed to mention. <laughs> so I have to get those out now. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, Tanya... Uh, excited, definitely excited. A Jumanji, sort of a tentatively excited. And uh, she wrote down here, disaster movie. I don't think we're even covering that tonight. So that's her mistake. <clears throat> She's referring to the Fulcrum. Do disaster think, movie. Do you think that they come out of the video game and bring creatures with them into the real world? Like, See, like, they don't show any of that. No, which I don't well, the I think first it's one, important. For, first one, yeah, they're bringing the video game to the world and... And this, this one, one, they're going into the video game. So that, yeah, this uh, one's video game as opposed to board game. Which yeah. is oh, right. Yeah, yeah, board game, right. And I, I don't like that, Jumanji 2, they'll take them, they'll take them into like, the real world. In order for me to really get on board, I got to see some, like, borderline inappropriate shit. Like, the life and death situations that are too vulgar for a child audience. That was the original Jumanji to me. That's the feeling. It's like watching the movie Toys. Another Robin Williams <sighs> fucked up tone movie <laughs> i've never seen zathira either and that was like a sequel oh, yeah. to jumanji right yeah that was john favre's uh sequel too right right is that yeah that's where they go into space though so contained. yeah it's like space jumanji yeah. space but people like that one too yeah it's weird yeah yeah maybe they should make a zathira colon welcome to space yeah welcome to the space get you on your knees if we don't buzzer this soon i'm gonna change my answer to worried Welcome back, everybody, to the second part of Trailer Park Podcast, episode 91, The Burden List and the Intern Archive Update. Burdens. Archives. Uh, <laughs> bur- burdenless. Archiveless. Burdens and archives for second all. Of the show. The second part of the show. It's where we relax and yeah. take our shoes off. Yeah, listen to this song. This song makes you low-key groove. Yeah, low-key groove. It's a list of items that need to be appreciated and require the insight and understanding of a gentleman. Yeah, all our shows should be sung. In order to be removed from the list, just a quick burden list update. Uh, Daniel's current burden list. Midnight Special. Colossal. Colossal. Star Crash. To Live and Die in L.A. Zootopia. The Amazing Spider- No, Spider-Man Homecoming. Nocturnal Animals. Hamlet 2. Nathan's. Hamlet 2? It's from a previous show. Sorry uh, about that. <laughs> Amanda put it there for both of us. Apparently, we both have to watch it together. Uh, my burden list is uh, Poultrygeist. Goonies. Laser Team. Hunting the Legend. That's not really on there. Serial Mom. Hunting the Legend. Blood Rain. <laughs> Hunting the Legend. Turbo Kid. Hunting the Legend. Hamlet 2. And Hunting the Legend. Right. 
which means that Nathan has to watch Hunting Legend five times before he's <laughs> removed from the burden list. And the intern's current burden list, which doesn't really have any rules or anything, we just decided to punish him with Sasquatch movies, is Little Bigfoot, The Legend of Boggy Creek, Letters from the Big Man. If you haven't seen the poster for that, I strongly encourage you to go to trailerparkpodcast.com slash burdenless and take a look at the poster for Letters from the Big Man. Looks fabulous. Uh, Pottersville, Tombstone, mm-hmm. and Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do we do this, intern? Uh, first, you guys are going to go uh, up on each other. You usually have some options to add movies to the burden list, mm-hmm. which is fastly becoming out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Nathan, do you have some options for Daniel to add a movie to his burden list? I do, and something completely different tonight, Daniel. Completely different. How excited are you? Mm. Mm. Tentatively worried. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded a bit sexual. I'm, yeah, it did. I'm going to show you the movie poster for each of the three selections tonight, and I will be posting them on the site as well so the cool million can see what you had to choose from. What we're asking you to do here is take a guess at what each movie is about prior to making your selection. Okay. Okay. The first movie is called Inseparable. Uh, go ahead. Take a look at that. Hmm. That looks that. awesome. All right. Some sort of... Uh, oh, good. Kevin Spacey <laughs> and Peter Stormare. Okay, so we got creepy and weird covered. A Dan Eng film. No idea who that is. Definitely some superhero stuff involved. I'm going to say indie superhero film. Okay. Uh, Option number two. uh, This is called Jan Bing Man. Jan Bing Man. Oh, my God. (laughs) I want to watch that so bad. It's a great poster. We have an old over-makeup Jean-Claude gripping an Asian version of... Robin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this looks okay. In... This is this is a vein I can tap. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say uh some sort of uh parody action film done in the style of super serious uh Asian drama. Okay. All right. And your third option is Lemon. Lemon. Okay. Definitely an indie comedy. Oh, starring tell, the intern. You can tell just from the structure of the poster. <laughs> Uh, we have a crazed Michael Sarah um, trying to step out of his typecasting as hard as he can. We've seen that in the last four or five, I think, Sarah films. <laughs> and, hmm, a bunch of sad, ponderous women. Oh, someone in a wheelchair. Whew, Brett Gelman. He is a wacko who is equal parts hilarious and intolerable. Um, yeah, that's and, a tough one. And oh, is, that, is, is it... Is a is a doppelganger for the intern. Yeah, a little bit of a doppelganger for the intern. Uh, this is I'm gonna say some sort of dark indie comedy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it also has a strong Jewish theme. Yeah, yeah, I'm picking that up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sarah Greer, <sighs> Malali Garland. Yeah, I see it. So and, the question uh, remains: What what would you like to? Which poster would you like to watch a movie oh, of? And while I do appreciate uh, the indie film realm, I think. John Bing Man yes. or Jan Bing Man, I think, is really grabbing my attention here. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited! Would you like the synopsis? This looks like a like a Bruce Lee film meets Liberace. <laughs> he can have the synopsis after he picks. Mm-hmm. It's cheating. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely going with number two here. All okay, right. a story of a disgraced actor struggling to find a way back to the top, finding the meaning of true f- friends on the way. Okay, Aww. I hope this is his. I hope that's his magnum opus because uh, he's gone after this 
failed aging action star theme quite a bit lately and hasn't quite pulled it off. I mean, JCVD was pretty decent, but I really hope that he nails it this time because if he tries to get after this, I'm going to be kind of tired of it. Well, if if you enjoy this, we might be walking down a path of uh, Van Damme selections because I'm seeing that he has really been chewing these out. There's quite a few to... (laughs) He has. One of them tried to be an Amazon series. There's quite a few here and they're getting decent ratings. I remember when when I was a video store... Uh, guy, I rented a Van Damme one as a joke and ended up liking it. Which one? Hard Target? No, no. It was much later than that. It was when he was full into fully into B movies, and I was like, "Let's rent this B movie action movie that he did," and it was <clears throat> it was pretty good. What was it? I don't remember. Oh. It's one of <laughs> Centurion. these. Centurion. Yeah, it was something silly. He he chews out about two or three of them. Sudden death. And now and now that Seagal's been uh, accused of sexual harassment, he's gonna have to chew out. Probably like four or five. He's already chewing out four or five, and they're hitting that Netflix one-star angle. They're awful. (laughs) It's like watching Blade if he was 50 years older and white. Yeah. Oh, that should be the next one. Okay. Uh, Jan Bingman, going up. Jean-Claude Van Blade. Um, Daniel, what are the Mm. options for Nathan? Uh, Nathan, I sort of have taken like a sort of a long-term project under my wing. Which is that I want to completely infiltrate your burden list with a single franchise. Um, <laughs> so we know we uh, we don't take part in 100 Lunatics so much anymore. And the horror angle, I have to kind of like tiptoe around it and come back to it over and over again and revisit it. Like I don't want to put horror on your list every single time. Uh, so I'm going to give you... I want you to take long-term thinking into account here because I'm not going to burden you a sequel every single time, but I want you to know that that is a potential every show. (coughs) All right, so I had to think long and hard about franchise because we've dipped our toes into a bunch of different franchises. We've completed a bunch of different franchises, so I had to sort of go out into the murky extremities here. Uh, Option number one, Nathan, is the Phantasm franchise. Option number two, the Puppet Master franchise and option number three you wouldn't think there were six or seven films but there are it's the howling franchise those are your options if you want to take a bring them up on imdb give them a little a little look over a little look see you go right ahead because you want to want to sink your teeth in there's definitely five or six phantasm films definitely five or six howling films there's at least 10 or 11 puppet master films howling looks cool think really long term nathan 10 or 11 sounds like a great number. One of my favorite bad horror films is The Howling 3, colon, Marsupials. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You guys have any feedback here? Uh, The later Puppet Master franchise films dip heavily, heavily into Nazi lore. Uh, um, (laughs) And then Phantasm, of course, was a movie, was very, very popular in the 80s. They made two or three, I think there was four of them, actually. And just recently, this year, they brought that creepy old man out of the woodwork to make a fifth this that's, year. That's the least amount. I think I would I would probably choose Phantasm. If this one doesn't scare you, you're already dead. Phantasm. It's got Michael Baldwin in it, my favorite Baldwin. But the howling, the first one's supposed to be good. The howling actually has the most The Howling the first one is fun. The second one also was fun for a different reasons, kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, marsupials, of course, uh, bottomed out in terms of budget mm-hmm. and awful horror movie schlock, but marsupials, come on. Mm. Oh, I'm going to say like uh, Puppet Master's out already. Yeah, uh, that's okay cuz we're going to we're going to come back to that one hard on our own. <laughs> I'm wor- I'm really worried about that one. Uh Phantasm and The Howling. Um 
is is what it's between. And I just heard that there's less phantasm entries than there is howling entries. I think there's one less, yeah. So I'm going to go no. phantasm. It's a phantasm. Creepy old man and magical silver balls that kill you. Coming your way. <clears throat> um, well, Chelsea just went, no. So does I'm that sad. does that mean that you would be watching these with me? The howling ones? Yeah. Well, I like the feedback about the first three. Oh. And Phantasm. So you'd have company for up till marsupials. Yeah. Phantasm itself is a pretty pretty famous horror movie. The rest of the series I can't say. I'm not very familiar with this one. I might be watching along with you. But yeah, the first one's definitely pretty famous. It's up to you. My instinct said Phantasm. Okay, stick with it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you're a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. While Nathan's okay. writing that down, Daniel, did you watch one of your what looks like 800 movies? Yeah, there are a bunch on that list, aren't did you, there? Did you watch two? I didn't watch two. No, I only watched one. Okay. Tell us about the one. It was a long fight trying to find the shortest one because all the remaining films on that list are like two 149, hours. 150, 151. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you watched Zootopia? Uh, no. Oh. No, there's actually one that came in about two or three minutes shorter. (laughs) (laughs) And that was Colossal. (gasps) I watched Colossal with Miss Hathaway and Mr. Sudeikis. And is there anybody else in that movie? I don't know if there is. I think they're the two Pretty much them. Yeah. And uh, let's, let's talk what this movie is about. Because this movie uses the monster, I think we remember, right, the, mm-hmm. that uh, Anne Hathaway is like weirdly intrinsically connected to some sort of monster that keeps popping up in South Korea. What was interesting about watching Colossal was that I didn't know that Sudeikis also had an avatar that pops up in South Korea as a giant robot and that the two of them fight each other. That I did not understand going into the movie. That was a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. And that he would beat her. And that he would beat her. Yeah. Domestically, violently attack her. Yeah, Very a, well done. Possession problems with this movie. Possession. Yeah, Sudeikis is absolutely like head and shoulders the standout in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be interesting to see him do a thriller or a horror movie because his aptitude for turning heels on what you thought his character was is pretty intense. Yeah, I just kind of wanted you to see that Nacho put a twist on it, and it wasn't a write-off. It was a pretty decent movie. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, like this movie at all. But I did uh, did not expect Sudeikis to have that. That was never apparent in the trailers at all. Um, it's just it was just so weird. I kept going like, this is not how alcoholics act. This is not how drunks act. This is not. Is her original boyfriend the bad guy or Sudeikis? Oh, wait, I have a real question, though, which is about their, like, childhood flashbacks. What's happening? Yeah, I don't know anything about that. They could have left the origin story out of it. Like, I thought the whole time it was like like they were buddies as kids, and then her project gets blown away by the wind, and then he goes to, like, save it for her, and then she stumbles across him saving it, and then he just breaks it? Yeah. Because he's, like, evil from that moment or something and then they both get struck with lightning yeah no the origin story is loosely tied in and yeah she doesn't really do well as an alcoholic or doesn't sell you on her being an alcoholic i get all that i get all that feedback but sadekis is turn is yeah surprising and intense and stressful to watch and it is stressful he, like calls out his buddy for doing drugs at the bar yeah. and like yeah i'll let anything slide he's fucking intense and i i do feel partway through that movie like what the fuck is she gonna do like there's nothing she can do 
Yeah, I just didn't know like where it was going, mm-hmm. and then the way I and then it ended with like reversing the situation. Yeah. And the, 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 it, what I, what remains hidden in this movie is that somewhere in between uh, a drunk getting in, into a fight with a schizophrenic is that there's five million South Koreans dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> a, especially when he's like just gets real like petty and just starts stomping around inside of the playground. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> I get that you're upset that she might go home with her shitty British boyfriend, but you're murdering people. Yeah. So that's where the line is for you, Daniel. I thought you would be on board with this. This is uh Well, I, I think no, it's no, I just found it like I, I I read a review that like put it right into super pretentious terms for me, which was like it was fawning all over this director for avoiding tropes and taking a, a new angle on something, and I was like, Yeah, I saw that, but you have to if you're gonna if you're gonna disgrace old tropes, you gotta make new ones. And there's nothing. It's just avoiding old tropes. And so in the end, you sort of come across with something that was different, but you don't ever want to watch it again. Right. It it it, it was taking an old idea and doing something unique with it, which means, I mean, if nothing else, it makes you have or makes me think that Nacho will continue to do interesting things with other people's money. Yeah. If this is his first movie, I'm interested to what he might put out next. If it's his 10th movie, then I, I don't care. Well, no, it was this after and Time Crimes. Okay, so this is a Time Crimes. Yeah, this came after Time Crimes. Yeah, Time Crimes is what he did to get noticed to be given money to do this, I guess. Yeah. Okay. He's very serious in his picture on IMDb. He's yeah. Like a blue steel pursed lips. Take it in. Take mm-hmm. it in. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Nathan. Yes. Tell us about trauma. Um. Well, it is U.S. Thanksgiving. Oh, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> So, I guess we should talk about... Uh... I know it's fattening, but I love the skin. <laughs> oh my Jesus. God. I thought that thing would stay there literally forever. <laughs> no, we're knocking it down tonight. Poultrygeist. Night of the Chicken Dead. Wow. I, even I had issue around song 10 on this one. Yeah. Why did Daniel want me to watch this? Uh, no comment. Uh, <laughs> what did you appreciate the most or least about it? I appreciate how I handled the viewing of it. That after the first 15 minutes, I realized that I needed to stay in the moment and just look ahead 15 minutes. So I was on the treadmill and I was watching it. And I just said, anytime that the scenes got too disgusting, I looked away at what was on the TV to my right. But I had headphones on, so I couldn't hear what was on the TV in the living room. I was just um, looking at the TV while whatever was on the screen was undigestible to me. Oh, you mean the... The up angles camera shots from inside the toilet at a diuretic asshole. You nailed it. That's the first. Yeah, that's the first scene that I looked away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I couldn't handle the uh, yeah, the up shot from the toilet with the shit coming out. Although my copy had censored what was coming out. So is there an uncensored copy? Um, oh, good question. It was just Don't censored. 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 Check if it's censored on my copy. <laughs> yeah. Could you just take a look to see if the crap is actually coming out of the person's asshole into the toilet? Without a censored <laughs> sign on it, that'd be great if you could check that out for me and give me some give me some follow up on that. So what I was doing was I was like, okay, I made it to fifteen minutes. I I can make it to a half an hour. So I just used the fifteen minute plan. And when I got to a half an hour, I was like, okay, now I just need to get to forty five. And then I got to forty five, and I said, okay, an hour. And eventually, I got all the way to the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, it gives way to absolute fucking chaos. Yeah. Uh, everyone has blood and guts everywhere, slipping around in it, and women randomly making out covered in it, uh, faces being ripped off, chicken beaks protruding from their faces, 
mop handles being shoved through the anus and popping out the other side, removing the penis from the body, but managing to retain the tip of the penis at the end of the stick. Why, Daniel? Yeah, was that for a <laughs> Why? Why was this necessary? This seems vindictive, actually, putting this on there, because it, uh, it was a rough... It was a rough go. Oh, it was it was rough, and uh, and Amanda has literally been championing for you since my greatest moment because I saw Poultry Guys way back in the day. I knew how bad it was, but my greatest viewing of Poultry Guys was sitting with Amanda and watching her watch it, which was after every beginning of every song, which was the mouthing of another fucking one. <laughs> The musical segments helped me get through it. I knew that when a musical segment started that I was, you know, I was good for three to four minutes. That's funny because she was like, she was into the gore and she couldn't stand the musical element. Opposite. Yeah. Opposite. I was like, oh, great. A musical number. Here comes a musical number. With hairy pits and a sudden nose, she eats a snatch just like a pro in a Jenna Jameson-like dyke porno. Nazi with no bra, she will forbid menage a trois with some two-inch man meat like moi. That cunt-faced double dildo thief don't know rubber cocks can't make true queef. I will show them where's the beef. I'm going to watch this right away. <laughs> oh, <the> poetry. <laughs> Absolute poetry. It gets worse. And then he goes on this like fried chicken rant about Jesus. As Jesus said as he died. Yo, business, please. Revenge is a dish best served fried. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, if, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so goodbye, Poultry Guys, Night of the Chicken Dead. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite line, though, was, you know, in spite of all the, in spite of the rough experience watching it, um, I did appreciate the, the, the chicken-beaked old lady lifting up the skin from someone's face after ripping it off and saying, it's fattening, but I love the skin. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole, like... Amanda actually voiced her opinion on this pretty perfectly, which was like, if they had stuck with the tone of the first 20 minutes, it could have been a good, bad movie. Hey, but then, uh, uh, yeah, it goes from like a over the top parody of bullshit to just just foul, just fucking foul. Mm -hmm. It's a good word. Foul. Yeah. Because uh, uh, turkey. Because chicken. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. You heard those lyrics. Even I'm sitting here going, God. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, that does that. Um, intern, a number, please. Uh, three. <laughs> I came from far away to give something to you today. Mm -hmm. Goes back into the past, into the archives where the other lineups are. Watch <laughs> 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 it's got an erection point. Erection. Uh, I'm going to start this off uh, by saying that I have watched a movie that is on my burden list from Amanda, but I will talk about it when she's on an episode next. Oh, well, a so little we'll teaser. For, for when she's there. Okay. Well, after the update, we'll let, um, I think Chelsea has to make some adjustments as well. 
Yes, that's mm-hmm. true. Uh, so we're going to go through episodes 60 and 61, and we're going to compare them and find out if 61 was better than 60. So okay. we'll start with the headliner, which we have Ghostbusters, 60, versus Star Trek Beyond, 61. Hey, Nathan, I can do without the circling of the mouse with your poster. You're not so, playing this game. Chelsea, which was the better movie? Star Trek. Star Trek Beyond. Are you being honest? Yep, I am. Okay. What was the, what was the first one? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Ah, the gender it. swap. I really enjoyed Ghostbusters. Um, Nathan, get your head out of the monitor. And put it in the game. <laughs> Next up, second trailer uh, or movies in the lineup. Uh, we had Infiltrator from 60 and versus Don't Think Twice from 61. What the fuck? What Infiltrator is uh, Brian Cranston. Doing what? Um, being serious. Uh, El Chapo-ish. It's his American maid. Oh, Jesus. it's not the one where he's like yeah. having a Johnny Depp nightmare from an attic across the street. Oh, that one would have been intern's favorite. Nice Johnny Depp reference, though, because Infiltrator is like Cranston's blow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Don't Think Twice is the uh, stand-up. Uh, I'm going to say Don't comics, Think Twice. Yeah. Good. Good guess. Yeah. Oh, I actually saw that one. Yeah. Uh, and we got the horror movies Lights Out against Viral. I haven't seen either of those either. No. I remember being excited about Viral, but I think I was wrong. What's Lights Out? Lights Out is a great short film. How was the movie? <gasps> uh, so the movie was surprising because I wasn't put off about it. I don't think it was like fantastic or anything like that, but it was very digestible and I'm not upset that I watched it. Hmm. Well, um, I, I'm going to go Lights Out then. I didn't actually watch Viral. It wasn't available. This oh. is the only one I didn't get to watch. Okay. What is viral? Is that like a actual disease movie yeah. or is that about social? Yeah. It's a weird disease movie with shaky cam and somebody oh. that, some actress that looks like an actress that's not her. Gross. Um, yeah. Can we go to the next one? Because I already know the answer to this. Um, Captain Fantastic versus Bad Moms. Yeah. I watched part of Bad Moms and uh, it was just not very good. Uh, so I'm obviously going to go Captain Fantastic because that movie is nails that's it's It's so good awesome yeah captain fantastic is one of the better movies from last year i would agree um i did laugh a lot at bad moms really the other night i was laughing to myself what the fuck yeah Yeah. Amanda loves bad moms she can't wait for bad moms serious yeah i had a good time no as soon as like i don't know that guy was virally jerking off to the I don't know. Oh, that's like the only part that's like that. Is There's it? nothing else that's like that. I didn't that in get the movie. that far in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right away. That's right away. Yeah, it's like yeah, the uh, opening Amanda scene. Amanda likes isn't bad it? moms. She's she's ready for the Christmas sequel. Uh, what's the what was the other movie that you said? Captain Fantastic. Yeah, yeah that's on good. your burden list, isn't it? Or it was? No, I know I know better than to put a movie about liberal uh, pro pro liberal uh, preaching on Daniel's burden list. Oh, I yeah, thought that was on there. It's not about that. They're just anti-society people yeah. that went oh, and to yeah, live in the, the dad woods with like the cult family yeah cult family yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah. you get to see some some dick that was a, that's a weird pairing one's like a totally dismissive comedy and then this one yeah <laughs> yeah no captain fantastic was great I, was, was, I really enjoyed actually that. yeah he's right captain fantastic should have been in the five hole it does seem like yeah. a fiver yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's the last one next up Nerd. we have the Secret Life of Pets 60 versus Nerve 61. Fuck. Okay, so I've seen Nerve, and it was exactly what everyone said it was going to be. Didn't go far enough. Was more like a Hunger Games type teen movie. Is I watched that with it. Franco? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
where it's the social media game and it's truth or dare. Are okay, you a yeah, watcher so we were, or are you a player? We were accurate on that one. Very accurate. Painfully accurate. <laughs> and then Secret Life of Pets. I didn't like that either. Louie. Yeah. yeah. Louie. Yeah. The, the pet walks into a room and jerks off in front of the female pet. <laughs> pixelated over its dog dick. Yeah. I'm going to say Secret Life of Pets because I think the intern likes cartoons. Uh, I do really like cartoons. Uh, both of these movies were, not good. were, were uh, on par, mediocre, Yeah. both forgetful. Yeah. Uh, so they can cancel each other out for not being so good. Cool. I've already so. forgotten about them. Uh, <laughs> what I'm going to say here is uh, Don't Think Twice was, uh, was good. And Captain Fantastic was great. And uh, Ghostbusters was better than Star Trek. So 60, 60 wins for the first time. Hmm. 60 wins. Chelsea, Yeah. what movies are you going to replace Sasquatch for me? You've okay. got three three movies. I love how there's just like an arbitrary victor and then an arbitrary reward, reward. for that victor. Yeah. yeah. They win every time. It doesn't matter what they what answers yeah, they and give. The win and your prize is always making less of a burden for the entire yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you get to take Sasquatch movies down. Yay! Yeah. Yay. But only three and there's four on there. Uh, yeah, I think I haven't listened to the whole episode 90, but I was hammered when I was playing that game and <laughs> I don't think I got a single one right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. so... Here's Anyways. the only rule. You can't get rid of Little Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, you really can't get... You I'm going to let you guys decide no, which no, no. ones go down because I don't really give the a The only ones that she can't get rid of are the ones that Amanda put on there. No, That's it. No, 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 no. You can take down Tombstone. If you- Chelsea, <laughs> uh, he already said afterwards that he had already seen Gone with the Wind recently. So you have to take that one down. That's one that has to come down. Okay, that's That's one of your two. Sure. Because I'm being nice to him and I'm putting up some really good movies. And although he is saying you can take three down and put three up you don't have I to could just take, add three you don't have to take three down and put three up you can if you want to so you could you can only take one down or two down you can do whatever you want because yeah. or if you wanted to take down tombstone and put a second viewing of little bigfoot <laughs> yeah in fact that know. would be can't, that'd be good can't touch the ones that amanda has put on the list she uh, won no. the right to put them on there. No, go, Gone with the Wind you've already seen. So that why would we put how up did, something that you've already seen? That how doesn't do you know that? Facilitate the because you you admitted it when not on, on air. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was admitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Okay. I'm just gonna see if there's a little Bigfoot sequel. I don't know if there's how to make heads or tails of any of that. I also I don't care about Tombstone at all. Oh, uh, Chelsea, oh, look, he's really looking forward to Pottersville. So you can don't think that. Yeah, Chelsea. Pottersville has to stay on there because oh Amanda put it on God, there. God, there is a second Little Bigfoot. Oh, please. What the fuck? Little Bigfoot 2. No. The journey home, please. The journey home. Chelsea, please. No, I wanted him. Fuck you guys. You just know what makes for good podcasting? This unscripted nonsense. Yeah, this is just chaos for oh the listener. Oh my God, you're right. The journey home. <laughs> <laughs> the journey home. What the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, okay, I'm going to be honest with you guys. The intern bribed me before mm. I came here. Oh, corruption. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. So. It's all that there is. White collar crime. But looks I'm like those into into it. it. By Art Camacho. Those first three uh, movies are coming off and uh, they'll you be guys... replaced with uh, which, which movies, Chelsea? Yeah. Okay. So initially I had white chicks on my list because it's a very surprising movie that's from my childhood, my Oma loved it so i have her laugh track in my head while i was watching it but i on our break i found out that the intern has never seen hot chick so i'm 
gonna put hot chick up on his burn list replacing what uh, i don't really care whatever you guys want gone with the wind okay. sure and then another movie from my childhood that he hasn't seen that's kind of quirky and i don't know it's got a lot of heart is hedwig and the angry inch okay yeah poppy transgender movie got yeah it. kind of before it's time really uh grungy and interesting i think the internal appreciate it it's possible it, yeah for sure and then lastly, and this one pains me to find out that he's never seen Singing in the Rain, but he's touting La La Land like it's some sort of triumph. And so I want him to watch Singing in the Rain and see what, see what real talent looks like and what an entertaining musical should be. Yeah, a comparative musical has not been made since 1949. <laughs> uh, no, I'd I'm also like sure. to point out that he's seen Tombstone now and he's going to bring that down. No, no. So... Nope. We we can put something else just up you, without putting something down. You guys Tombstone are the hosts. Coming down. Just yeah, put not, that on his own you anyway. cannot replace Amanda's movies. We're not. We just know that Tombstone's coming down, but so we don't need don't to take something that. else down. We can put something else up without taking anything down. No. Hmm. Yeah, because you can't just put Little Bigfoot 2 up without leaving Little Bigfoot 1 there. Exactly. Oh, no, you can. And if Little Bigfoot comes down... You don't want to know what I'll go through to make sure it gets back up. There. <laughs> you can just put it up there. Okay, so I'm going to get rid of not Little Bigfoot. I'm going to get rid of the other two. You mean uh, Pottersville? Pottersville oh, that's, that's an Amanda okay. movie. You oh. can't get rid of Amanda You guys movies. are being annoying. Just focus. Okay. Are you hammered right now? Okay, so Boggy, Boggy <laughs> Creek. We're upset by the collusion. Okay, yeah. well, so, sorry about that. Boggy Creek and Letters from the Big Man are coming down. Yes. Rather, Daniel, rather being... Oh, don't worry, I'm writing them down. So being set them. aside. Right, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then we'll take down Gone with the Wind yeah. because he's already seen it. And then you guys can put up Little Bigfoot 2 if you want. Yeah, we'll be doing that. I just don't think it's right that he should watch the sequel and not the original. He needs the context. That's for him. Mm. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so four up, three down. Um, and while well, two being set aside. Uh, okay, so just so everyone knows, Gone with the Wind is really long. Yeah. It's, and, it almost counts as two. And I just want to ask a question, but Gone with the Wind is about the Confederates, right? Did I get that right when I'm watching this? They are in the South. I don't think any one of the main characters is actually in the Confederate Army. Okay. Anyway, it was okay. It was a lot to go through to get the last line of the movie, which is, I feel like, what it's famous for, and uh, really only worth watching. So there's that. It was okay. Yeah, I won't, I won't argue that. I would say it's more a movie of a bunch of famous scenes. Yeah. There's the her Although, coming upstairs in her pretty dress. There's the her getting side-saddled on the horse. There's the them kissing, the her being a cunt all the way through. There's all these like famous scenes. Yeah. Do I like watching the four-hour movie? Not especially. It's I think, four hours? Yeah. If it was two, it would probably be good. I think one of the, the cool things about it is that uh, the men are window dressing in this movie, which is nice. Mm, yeah. They're fucking um, hot. He's right. <laughs> but uh, two, two hours would have been more than enough. Yeah. Even 245. <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah, a whole hour taken off would be okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, there's that. So Fair enough. That's that. Thanks, Amanda. Okay, well, if anybody has anything to add about some movies they've watched recently, we could do a quick uh, roundtable before we bid adieu. Has anyone seen Orient Express yet? Yes. No. And? Oh, do tell, though. Uh, I liked it the exact same amount as the Original. other one. Okay. Um, nice. Saying that, I don't think Daniel will like it at all. Okay. <laughs> Is and, that possible, though? I love the original one. No, but I, I feel like you have a special attachment to the original one. Okay, fair enough. Um, 
Yeah, and I think if you, Chelsea, if you watch the original Mm -hmm. and really enjoy it, uh, you probably won't like the new one either. Yeah, but remember last episode, I was really hung up. I could like I could literally not stop talking about if I should read the book or the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm still genuinely confused about what to do, and I think I'm just going to end up not reading the book and not watching the movie. That's horrible. Point. What if you read the book Death on the Nile and then watch the Orient Express movie? I think it's just if you if you don't mind knowing the mystery, then read the book. Fuck. And if you want the mystery, then watch the movie. Studio is not that fascinating. I say read the book and watch the movie. Okay. Studio Thank has already know. greenlit the the Death of the Nile as well. You're so loud. That's fine. I like Death on the Nile as well. Yeah, Death on the Nile was a great movie. Also, Poirot is a great character. He's an interesting, funny Belgium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like pretentious and trashy and vulgar and pompous. Like it's yeah, he is yeah. great actually. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a great mix of characteristics. It's a very full character. I love his mustache cover in the original. Yeah, in this new one, he's got like that super thick mustache. And then underneath, he's got like a beard in the shape of an even larger mustache. <laughs> and it, it is distracting. <laughs> as distracting as Wes Bedley's uh, beard in Hunger Games? Yeah, yeah. The same That's, amount of distracting. I can't. I, I spent 50% of my viewing of Hunger Games being like, God, how much maintenance does that fucking beard take? <laughs> Yeah, the 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 face hair acting is at an all time high. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Renner's sad he wasn't in Hunger Games. All that color. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also watched Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, yeah. How was that with that? Uh, you know, that woman that's uh, good at playing a hard ass. Disappointing. Oh, that sucks. It was okay. Rockwell couldn't save it. Uh, he did okay. They were okay. It was okay. It, I when I left the movie, I said that's all it is. There's three billboards and a lot of emptiness in between the billboards and that's about it i will say that at the end i thought i had this uh, panic moment near the end where i thought it was the middle but that wasn't the case it was the end so i mean (laughs) it was good (laughs) i panicked because it had been going on for so So long long. i thought it wasn't over yet but it's okay but it's fun my main concern (laughs) is that it's going to get applauded and given accolades that it doesn't deserve. That's my main worry. I thought it was great. Yeah, it happens. Well, Nathan also saw it twice in two days, and I think that the second viewing did not sit as well with him as the first viewing. Why'd you do that? Well, because I went with Chelsea first, and then Interim wanted to see it, see it, and I didn't think I would. the second viewing would stick in my craw the way that it did. <clears throat> anyway started to see some issues we also saw roman j israel which i really enjoyed so what you're saying is that you really don't know a movie until you've seen it twice so we have to re- completely rethink this burden list mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> actually put poultry guys back up there I, no! that's, what I, that's what i'm getting at. <laughs> no! uh really what this comes down to is hunting a legend will need to be watched five times uh to be quite honest nathan if you want to take a break next week i'll give it to you I never thought you'd watch that movie, and I know exactly how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> what a generous thing. You know, and that's a great place to stop, because that is the act of a gentleman. And that's what we started this episode talking about, was acting like a gentleman. Also, since you're forced to watch two of those burdens while you're down here. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So three. <laughs> here's, here's to Ebbing, Missouri, getting no Oscars and getting no accolades, uh, hopefully. Probably best picture. What, what was that one? Ebbing, Missouri. Three yeah. billboards? Oh, that was okay. okay I got you. Yeah. You basically, I mean, you saw the trailer, so you you saw the movie, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what we were all afraid of. Yeah. 
basically. And Roman J. Israel, uh, better than the trailer. Good. You should check it out. But it's a biopic, so Similar, never no, well. It's a fictional character, so in the style of a biopic, I guess. But It's a fake biopic. Fake mm. biopic, yeah. So it could be more entertaining. Because the problem with biopics is that people's real lives are never as interesting as they could be. Yeah. I don't want to watch Jobs tie his dad's shoes. <laughs> yeah. Great character work by Washington. Oh, we also saw Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It's okay. It's all right. I loved it. I, it did. I, had, I had a great time. That said, I haven't watched any of the Thor movies. <laughs> no. I think Ragnarok was actually the best one, but Nathan disagrees with me. It just does that Marvel thing where it makes a joke and then it explains the joke to you. And I'm like, I get it. I think the jokes are getting too out of hand. They're on I the think, nose. I think it's getting too, it's going too far. It's oh, gonna... there's a lot of jokes, yeah. The yeah. main complaint I heard was they probably cut 30 minutes of jokes out of, out of Ragnarok. And they're probably right, but I was totally fine with it. Yeah, it was Thor fun. to me before was so not even a part of the universe to me that for me to come in at this level, I was like, sure, yeah, I'll do this. <laughs> Should that rock character be that hilariously New Zealander? Probably not, but I'll take it. Oh. Yeah, no, it was entertaining. I just think that the the Marvel Cinematic Universe needs to go away because it's just... It'll never go away. It's, it's too... It's starting to eat itself. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. It's starting to eat itself. It's getting too out of hand. And I yeah, can't... The, only, the only way to make Thor work was to make it Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Infinity War, and then what, we're supposed to take all the characters serious again in Infinity War when all they've done is act like jackasses for the last five movies? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I just watched Thor spin around on a chain and sass a fucking fire demon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you want me to take him seriously when the end of the world is in question? <laughs> I'll give I'll give some feedback though to the to, to Ragnarok a scene that they could have improved um, the scene where Thor is um, uh, whacked into the ground by Hulk yeah in the arena um, they cut to Loki going yeah take that you know that happened to me but instead of doing that they could just all everyone assumes that we already know that that happened to you in the first Avengers movie so you could just like like maybe like do a, like a fake dry heave instead. Like, oh, uh, God, it reminds me of that. You know, instead of like, yeah. like that. Yeah, just the, just the real easy cut straight to him. No, I would have preferred a long shot of his silhouette barely visible in like the center line of the box seats just being like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, just that... pull distance. Whenever the joke's too on the nose, you just, you use the perspective and pull distance. That's all you got to do. There you go. Well, anybody else have anything else to say? I fucking nailed it, I feel like. Yep, I think so too. Uh, trailerparkpodcast.com sadsackstudios.com at tparkpodcast at sadsackstudios at 100lunatics at the intern TPP. Thank you for joining us for Trailer Park Podcast 91 and have yourselves a uh, a fabulous United States Thanksgiving weekend mm. also known as fake Thanksgiving. Yeah, but in preparation for a Christmas that we can all share. Mm. Unless, oh, is Canadian Christmas, is that December 1st or... <laughs> I feel like Canadian Christmas is also more sincere and more real than uh, U.S. Uh, Christmas, but they do happen on the same day, so tough, <laughs> tough to differentiate. Yeah, yeah sweet we, like one a.m. visit from Santa Trudeau. We actually believe in the German Santa Claus. Oh, Saint Nicholas, not the Netherlands Black Pete, uh, not the Christian Jesus Christ. Oh, the one that was uh, uh, fuckrificed for our chicken sins, or <laughs> whoa. Poultry Geist. Oh, oh my God. There's some offensive moments in that movie where I'm like, oh. <laughs> Almost, gentlemen. Almost. As the prophet Mohammed said before he died. Nigga, please. This is my shit. Revenge. Is a dish best served fried.